Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with David Montgomery. I apologize, everyone. As you probably noticed by now, my voice is a little bit shot. Not quite sure what happened. I've done about 100 fantasy blurbs over the last three days, so I can assure you I have not been out all night doing terrible things to my body, just the cards we've been dealt. So want to get through this one, though. Hopefully, voice will be back to normal by tomorrow, and we can continue on. But... Uh, you know, grind never stops. Want to get through this one. Don't want to break the streak of podcasts we've got going on. So let's talk some David Montgomery. I love the way his career has gone so far. I mean, coming out of college, this guy, you know, you could not read one article about David Montgomery without finding out that he had just set PFFs. Not one, not two. Well, it was two. The top two single season records for most broken tackles in 2017 and 2018 alike. And that's when we got the graphic of all graphics. Now, I'm not kidding you people. I remember where I was when I saw this graphic on my television. I was lucky enough to find it myself, not get passed down through Twitter memes. I actually found us myself. It was a game in a random fall Saturday, and they compared Dave Montgomery, nicknamed Frankenstein, saying he had the feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Bell, the strength of Ezekiel Elliott, and the athleticism of Sony Michelle. And that was supposed to be not an insult. I understand now it doesn't hold up as well. That was supposed to all be good things. And that's what we thought we had with David Montgomery coming out of college. You know, he comes from the Bears, immediately pigeonholed in to be the starting running back. Things were looking great from day one. Just was not the case, though. In 2019, finished as the RB30 and PPR points per game. Tariq Cohn was getting fed. Just wasn't all that efficient. Came on pretty strong at the end of the year, but we just didn't see the breakaway speed we thought we needed out of this running back. Fast forward to 2021. Now we are looking at the reigning RB7 and PPR points per game. And he actually won my award after last year for best fantasy comeback. Now, pretty hilarious when some people or my social media team didn't properly highlight the fact it was fantasy comeback, not real life. Uh, some people were mad I gave it to David Montgomery instead of, you know, Alex Smith. That was the case, though. Basically, my reasoning. The Bears, much more in second year back, didn't have quite the same difference in fantasy points as Cam Akers, but his improvement from 13.2 PPR points per game in weeks one through eight to 21.9 in weeks nine through 16 was nothing short of remarkable. Overall, Montgomery joined Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook as the league's only running backs to average at least 20 PPR points per contest during the second half of the season. Only Nick Chubb and Mike Davis averaged more forced missed tackles per touch than Montgomery. So seriously, people, like it was a different back from the first half and the second half. But the big deal had to do with how he was getting the ball. And that was through the air. I mean, if you just look at the season as a whole, he was one of only eight running backs to get over 60 targets. I mean, the, like I'm going to save the PFF Lily staff for a little bit, but guys like Montgomery, he was very good. He only dropped two of his 57 catchable targets. He got the ball downfield and his targets every single week were akin to a legit RB1 workhorse that we want to see in fantasy land. So the other thing that helped was the cozy and the season stretch. There's no way around it. Now, I'm not going to blame Montgomery for this. It's not his fault. What kind of deal defenses he faces just realize we don't seem to see Montgomery get critiqued for his cozy I'm sorry we do see him get critiqued for his end of the season stretch playing the Packers twice the Lions the Texans the Vikings the Jaguars literally his final six games came against the bottom six defenses and PPR points per game yes he influenced that not all the way though people but the same thing happened to Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry now especially Henry was great all year long again nobody's holding that against those guys all I'm 
saying is don't in turn hold it against Montgomery. But basically, people, here's the main problem here with Montgomery. This is why the RB7 is now available outside the top 20 running backs. It's because of the return of the NFL's 10th highest paid running back, Tariq Cohen. And yes, that is a fact. Total contract value. I don't get it either. You know, put that one up there with the Jimmy Graham, no, no trade clause in the Ryan Pace, uh, you know, museum, but basically three years, 17.25 million contract extension. He's there through 2023. Maybe they cut him before 2022. He's at least here for this year. So with Tariq there, man, he's going to be involved. Only McCaffrey, James White, and Alvin Kamara had more total targets than Cohen in the years 2018 to 2019. Doesn't seem to be 100% healthy at the moment. They talked about stiffness and training camp, but he's not the only guy there. And that's the other part of the problem. Damian Williams is back, and maybe Williams is there just as a guy, but I don't know. I would rather the number three running backs last game not have been the Super Bowl where he scored two touchdowns and had 133 total yards. I mean, he seems like an awfully good player to have as your number three running back, particularly for a coach that seems obsessed with replicating the Chiefs model as much as possible. And finally, people, we have the quote-unquote potential issue of Justin Fields. Now, I firmly believe Fields is better than Dalton at this moment in time, but I don't know. We need to see them in the same offense before we're positive. And if it is Fields out there, as much as the scoring upside could help, this was a 22nd-ranked scoring offense last year, it could very well rise with fields. If it doesn't, we're just going to see a similar low scoring offense with fields. Now, not dumping it down and running backs as much because he'll scramble and taking his own rush attempts inside the 10 yard line, which again, we see with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, all these guys, same issues. So basically unlike last year, David Montgomery now has to deal with Tariq Cohen getting pass game usage, potentially Damian Williams getting some extra early down usage, like similar to Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. I don't mean to bring this dude up every podcast, but like Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, no, like never draft these guys, them in and of themselves don't matter, but they're 15 to 20% snap rate they could get matters when we're talking about investing a high round pick in the team starter. So with all that said, PFF Lilly stat for David Montgomery. Only Alvin Kamara, J.D. McKissick, Naeem Hines, and Chase Edmonds scored more PPR points from purely receiving production than Montgomery last year. Takes me to my ranking. He is my PPR RB23. I understand if I go top 20 in standard, but right now I think Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, and uh, you know Etienne and Javante just hold a little bit more upside, particularly thanks to their work in the past game. Now, PFF projections have them up a little higher. I've talked about the volume fantasy opportunity score I've been making, you know, basically uh, one targets worth two and a half carries in terms of just what we saw guys produce in 2020. And with that in mind, he's actually the RB 16. That's projecting a pretty, you know, 60, 40 to 55, 45 split targets with Cohen, which, you know, we'll see. Cohen's not healthy, but we need him to be out of the picture for Montgomery to get where he was last year. So he's being drafted closer to his floor. The problem for me, and why I haven't been getting him in many fantasy drafts is just because, like, it's him versus Mike Evans, Chris Goffman, Julio Jones, and some other, like, baller receivers. I've just been taking the wide receiver in that RB dead zone nine times out of ten so far. So, David Montgomery, you know, I still see the path to success for him. And I think, at worst, I mean, we'd all be pretty surprised if he's not an RB2. The problem is when we're using, you know, a top four or five round pick, even this even higher for him, sometimes round three, you want to go that high to get someone like Montgomery – 
you want to have over, like top five, top 10 RB upside on the table. And after those top 15, 16 running backs, including Montgomery, excuse me, he's not included in the top 16 afterwards, including Montgomery. I don't think they have quite the same weight. So that's going to wrap up this edition of PFF fantasy football podcast. Again, sorry about the voice. Hopefully only one. I won't make you suffer any longer. Take care, everybody. 